Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi there, how you doing? This is Charles Kelly. Uh, unemployment in the UK uh, last year, at the end of last year, was almost as, 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 a, as a record low uh, in terms of percentages and the amount of people in work was at a record high. So people in work reached a record high. In fact, I, I did an episode on it, which was all great news. Uh, then we had the Boris bounce that, you know, the economy was going to take off again and they were going to boost the North and do all these sorts of things. And then, of course, we, we were hit with the coronavirus. And at that time, stock markets and property prices were, were kind of at an all time high almost. And everything was going great. And then this coronavirus came along and, and everything changed. And, and, and I'm not sure that things are, are going to get back to where they were ever again. But now we're at the situation where, despite the furlough scheme, you know, 650,000 people have lost their jobs, even with the furlough scheme. So unemployment now has gone from like 1.3 million at the end of last year up to, you know, more than 2 million now. And some predict the OBR, the Office for Budget Responsibility, predicts that unless there is a, a rapid recovery, which I don't see, that we could reach 4 million unemployed. And that the, the, the rate of unemployment could go from just over 3% up to 8% to where it was in, in 2008. So that, that's the situation. And yet people are still buying shares. People are still buying property. Why is that? Why are people rushing out and buying houses? Well, I think part of the reason is that there is, there's a lot of pent up demand for property. People who may have been planning to move in January want to get that finished. So, uh, you know, they're, they're just going out and doing it because sometimes, you know, people have to move. You know, they've got a, a growing family or, you know, they're in, they're in a, a flat where the landlord wants it back. They need something and they've got this, their deposit saved. So they think, well, I'm just going to go out and buy it. Uh, so and fair enough because. Your, your main residence shouldn't be treated as your your main uh, source of wealth, your main asset, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're living there all that time. It's costing you money to keep it. And, you know, eventually you, you might sell it, but you still need somewhere to live. Unless you're one of these people that I knew that used to move into a house, an old ramshackle house, and then do it up and then move to another and do the same thing over and over again. Uh, so I, that I, I'm not I'm not sure everyone wants to do that. Uh, so, you know, I, I think some people would say, well, I'm going to move. I don't care whether the price of that property goes down or, or goes up over the years. I, I still have somewhere to live. And that kind of makes sense because. You know, it's cheaper to, to usually cheaper to buy a property, especially when interest rates are this low than it is to rent a property. You know, I, I'm looking at say say a typical property not far from me would rent for fifteen, sixteen hundred pounds a month. Well, you could buy that property for maybe less than half a million at the moment. And as long as you've got some sort of deposit to put down, that the mortgage on, on that wouldn't cost more than uh, the, the rents. In fact, if you borrowed all of it, if you borrowed all the 500,000 uh, at, at, say, 2%, you know, that's 10,000 a year, 
plus maybe a bit of repayment in the early years as well. You know, it's it's hardly going to reach and you're not going to borrow all of it anyway. It's hardly going to reach what you would be paying if you were renting it. Uh, so that, that's why it's nearly always been more attractive to buy than it has been to rent. Uh, so, you know, th that's the situation. People need somewhere to live. And maybe that's why there's this pent up demand and people have gone out and bought properties. Uh, also, a lot of people might feel that they're OK, you know, that there's you know millions of people who've got fairly secure jobs. Uh, probably half the people in, in the UK work for the government in one way or another, work for the public sector. I mean, you may not work directly for the government, but you may work for a quango, you may work for a hospital, you may work in teaching. And, and th those jobs are, are pretty much secure. They're, they're almost like gold-plated jobs with gold-plated pensions. They're not like the jobs where, you know, they can come and go and, and, and banks closing down branches and... Uh, you know, and, and uh, retail and that sort of thing that are very uh, highly volatile. A lot of people are in jobs that, that are fine. So it, it just goes to show you that even in the recession and the depression, even people, some people will still carry on and do well and think, well, I'm not in a, in a depression. I'm not in a recession. Nothing's going wrong. I'm OK. You know, I, I've seen it. I've seen it myself. I've seen through several recessions over over the, the decades and some people come out of it and think well i'm okay because their main source of income their cash flow if you like keeps coming in and 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 therefore they're not worried so they'll they'll probably go out and buy houses and sell houses you know i've also heard that houses are selling very fast and and you know people have i, I know put houses on the market even as much as six hundred fifty thousand pounds and it's sold within four days and and that was someone i know very well um and, and the other thing is that there seems to be a bit of a shortage of properties that, you know, the properties that people want are not in 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 uh, high high supply. They're in they're in short supply. So maybe that's kept prices high because, you know, when there's shortage, when there's a shortage of property and people are scrambling to buy, then you can get nearer to the asking price as possible. Uh, but it, it doesn't in, in some ways it still kind of defies logic. It's still it still to me defies logic because. You know, we're looking at the furlough scheme where nine and a half million people are on this furlough scheme at the moment. And that's going to start to taper off at the end of next month. Instead of paying 80 percent of the salary, the government will only pay 60 percent. And then companies are going to say, oh, well, you know, I was getting 80 percent. I could live with that. But 60 percent. Mm. Now, what's going to happen there? They're either going to start cutting back or they're going to they, they, they will start uh, making redundancies. And, and then then we're going to see, you know, if that if that happens and it becomes like a domino effect you know you get a few people lose their job there and then they stop spending in that their local economy so that affects other jobs in in the long run it, it is like a a domino effect you know if if you in some cities uh and some towns they they depend on one employer you know one employer is supporting the whole of that local economy it could be a car plant it could be a, a big factory it could be anything but it, but that that one employer kind of supports the whole area because the people who work for that big factory go and spend money in in other uh, businesses and shops and 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 maybe there are other businesses that supply that big factory or supply that car maker in that area so if if, if that one place goes or they or they make 5000 redundancies then it, it has a massive effect on the economy and that causes other people to lose their jobs and and and, and it's a spiral it's a downward spiral in other words so you know, I, I, I've got no doubt that this could happen uh, unless we see a speedy recovery. And are we going to see a speedy recovery? Well, not in all sectors, no. 
Um, I mean, I go out now and I see people walking around the street spending a bit of money, but there, there is evidence to show that people are not spending money that fast, that they're, they're holding in some money that, and that's going to affect the GDP of the country. And why not? I, I would be holding money. I'm not going to go out and splash out and buy silly things. I, I would want to hold savings. And that's what I've advised people to do. Hold your savings uh, because you might need them if you if you lose your job or your 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 salary goes down or, or whatever happens, you know. And I certainly wouldn't be increasing the size of my credit card debt at the moment. I'd be paying off credit card debt and, and trying to, you know, batten down the hatches for the storm that I, I believe will come. I, I'm sure that the, the virus is not yet over. Uh, it could come back again. And it has done in America. And you might think, well, that's America. So who cares about Donald Trump and America and that sort of thing? But it does affect everyone. It affects the whole world's economy. If the, the largest economy in the world uh, is is suffering and going down, it will affect us because it, it just has a knock-on effect. You know, companies here sell to America. If they can't sell to America, uh, one of their biggest markets, then it will, you know, it will affect things here and it will affect jobs here. Uh, there's an old saying that uh, if if America sneezes, the rest of the world gets a cold, and and that, that I'm sure that that's true. The other thing we've got going on is is this growing war between America and China, and now Britain and China. Um, that that's going to have an effect. You know, we've got Brexit coming up as well, by the way. And, you know, we're looking around and, and you know, we're falling out with China. Uh, you know, America's not certain at the moment. You know, it's, it's all very uh, precarious. And that's why I, I wouldn't be, particularly if I was a first-time buyer, for instance, uh, particularly if I was a first-time buyer, I, I'd kind of be holding out because I, I think, okay, you might miss out on a small price rise, but it may be that you come up at you could buy next year at even lower than 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 this year's prices that that's my i mean you've got to take your own view on it you've got to say you've got to decide what you want to do if you need a place to live just go and buy it i'd say you know if you need a place to live and you've got your savings there and you you've got your mortgage then then just buy it you know because that's your home it's not an investment it's not a buy to let property it's your home and you shouldn't be confused with thinking that a home is your investment um, there's an old saying by uh, Robert Kiyosaki who wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad the famous book series Rich Dad Poor Dad if you haven't read it and you want to get into property I would read that it's a classic book and, and one of the things he said was that your your house when you're doing a balance sheet and, and you shouldn't put your house on the balance sheet as an asset you should put it on the on, on the liability side because it takes money out of your pocket he said an asset is something that puts money in your pocket and a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket, like a car, for instance. And that, that sort of perplexed me for a while. How can that be? Of course, your home is an asset, you know. But in some ways, it's it's not an asset. I mean, in, in a way, it is an asset because most of people's money is tied up in that property. But in terms of being a home, in a way, you know, if you if you buy your home and it next year... Uh, it, it's gone down in value and, and and we're obsessed with homes and houses and values here. And you're saying to your neighbor, well, what's, what did you, what did that property down the road sell for? And they say it sold for X amount. He's oh, my, my house has gone down in value. But so what? What does it matter that your house is worth, you know, 200,000 today and maybe 180 tomorrow or 250 tomorrow? If you're living there, it doesn't matter, does it? it you know, as long as your mortgage is covered and you're more, you're not getting into negative equity. And even if you're in negative equity, as long as you're paying your mortgage, it's it's not usually a big problem for a homeowner. So, so, so what? Yeah, it might have gone up in value and you think, great, it's gone up in value. But then when you go to buy your next property, that's gone up in value as well anyway. 
So, so therefore, you know, unless you're moving from, say, central London uh, and, and you're moving to Devon or something and, the, and central London shot up in price, it doesn't make a whole heap of difference. So if you have to buy your home, you have to buy your home. And maybe that's what a lot of people are deciding to do. But, but otherwise, um, I, I certainly wouldn't be buying any, say, investment properties, for instance, at the moment, unless something really blindingly obvious came up and said that this has got to be bought. But you know, I, I, I would be very careful. It's not to say you can't make money in property at the moment because there will be opportunities. And I'm sure there are opportunities at right now and people will be buying properties. Offices, for instance, I, I think a lot of offices are going to become redundant. You know, I've heard today that uh, RBS might be considering putting tens of thousands of people permanently working from home. So what's going to happen to their offices? Uh, and, and I believe that some of the banks may, may even close branches down. They've been looking to close branches down for quite a while. And, and now they've got the ideal excuse, you know, coronavirus. Uh, that's I've got the, the, the card now, the corona card. I can do what I like, you know. Uh, so that that could happen. And, and I know of other companies planning to put people working from home. They've got the technology to do it. Suddenly the technology is there like it wasn't there last year. Suddenly it's there and people can work from home. But it also brings you one step closer. If you're working from home in this country, then they can get people working from home in the Philippines and India, uh, maybe at cheaper rates than, than, than they can pay you. So that's another, it's, it's another worrying thing. A, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, all of this new technology that's coming out, driverless cars, it's all coming. And, and that will affect tens of thousands, if not millions of jobs. So until we, we, we get into a situation where these people can be re-employed, retrained. I, I think it's going to be a precarious and difficult couple of years uh, ahead of us. So, uh, my my view, if, if you're if you're you know if you're worried yourself, then maybe it's time to learn a new skill. Maybe learn how to to make money online. Maybe learn how to. To, to make money in property without using your own money. You can make money sourcing properties. You can make money finding deals for other people. You can make money on rent to rent where you rent a property and, and let it out to, to, to people at a higher rate, maybe in, buy rooms. There's lots of ways of making property, making money in property without actually buying it and, and putting your own money down. So if you'd like to know more about how you can make money from home, just drop me a line, charles at charleskelly.net or and on Facebook Messenger or whatever. I'm sure you can find me if, if you need to. Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of months when this furlough scheme starts to taper off and ends in October. And, and in fact, the, the Chancellor has been criticised. They said he's, he's dumping people. Uh, but, but then he said, well, hold on a second. You know, we've supported nine and a half million people uh, paying, almost paying their whole salary. Um, you know, we, we've... And the cost of this has now reached nearly 200 billion. And, and estimates say that there will be uh, a cost of the whole, the whole coronavirus thing, including borrowing and, ex and, 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 ex and debt that the government's taken on, will reach 300 billion by the end of the year, which is unprecedented amounts of money. And that's going to have to be paid back somehow through higher taxes or through just you know, long-term borrowing that our grandchildren will be paying in years to come. 300 billion. Think what, what a billion is. If you were a billionaire, you'd never have to, you could buy yachts and, and live the high life for the rest of your life. You'd never run out of money, would you? There's only, you know, a few hundred or maybe a thousand billionaires in the whole world. And and, and we're talking about 300 of those, 300 billion that, that has been spent by just the UK alone. And, and in America, it's already reaching trillions. And, and what does that do? I mean, if you keep printing more money 
and, and issuing bonds and that sort of thing, what does it do to the value of that money? Well, obviously it devalues the value of that money, that the, the, the buying power of that money and the spending power of that money dissipates over the over the years. It diminishes over years because the government is just printing this paper fiat money that is not backed by anything. It's just paper money. They can just print this money. Uh, and so so that's what you got. So in, in, in some ways, you've, if you're just sitting on cash, for you can't just sit on cash forever. You, in some ways, you've got to be able to invest that into, into assets that will protect you against inflation. But that's another subject. So thanks for listening and, and have, have a great evening, everybody. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 